And so I went back to school. I was at the school and it was great, but it was ghetto and it was far and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> it was ghetto and far. Uh, I got straight A's, but and they were like, oh, you're great. And I'm like, y'all not though. So because <laughs> I knew all of this information, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's a matter of passing tests. So I go to, um, what is it? Oh, Paul Mitchell. I was like, I'm going to go to Paul Mitchell because. He's the shit. Well, not only that, though, but. He's a, I mean, Paul Mitchell, my mom has always been like their products. Yeah, their products their are great. Their products are great. Their products are great. The school that I was the episode's at. episode's already begun, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm recording. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no call, no show. This is No Call, No Show. Hi, I am Taylor Ray. I'm Ricky. This is a bi-weekly podcast hosted by two women of color bartenders addressing what we believe are the real issues of the hospitality industry. So so, so I go to um, the, the school that I was at. They were like piecemealing our stuff together. So mm-hmm. we needed, so like this week. What or, does that mean? So like. Um, we need books for this or materials. They didn't always have those things. Or they would tell us like, well, if you, you guys want nice stuff, you go get it. And I'm like, what do you mean if we want nice stuff? Like, how are you telling us or how are you showing us how to use these products correctly? And they're like half-assed or not available or everybody can't be on the same page because there's not enough to go around. There was never yeah. enough materials. There was never enough tools. So I just brought my own, which... You know, everybody's like, oh, you know what this does? Or you know what that is? I'm like, yeah, why y'all don't know? Yeah. Because everybody wanted to do, like, quick weaves. That was the thing. And I'm like, <laughs> you got to take care of the hair first, though. Yeah. If you can't do a roller set, you can't do much of anything else going forward. Because all you really know how to do is put in a weave. It's the daiquiri of hair. I'm Seriously. <laughs> seriously. So anyway, I was like, I'm going to Paul Mitchell. And they had this kit. And the kit was unbelievable. There was, like, makeup and... Um, it was a computer and um, there were just loads and loads and loads of stuff. So I, I am a product whore. Anybody mm-hmm. who knows me personally, I have. I know you stay with me. You got <laughs> stuff, girl. Taylor, did you tell the business? <laughs> <laughs> she just has like, I remember she's like, I'm going to do my makeup real quick. I was like, <laughs> I was like, Ariel, we had somewhere to go, right? I forgot where we, we were, were going. going but like it was like time i was like and i told the girls because this is when they stay with me i had my airbnb when i was doing uh, managing the property and that was funny it was and i was like yo i'm gonna need y'all to be here and this is me out of all people i'm never call, on time. i remember you calling twice the first was one was like, like a warning yes and the second one was like shots fired <laughs> i was like i'm gonna need you guys to be ready and ariel was like i walk in because it was like three different apartments mm-hmm. <laughs> i walk in she's like i'm gonna just do my makeup real quick i'm like i go into the bathroom it literally looked like a stu- she had set up a studio she had like palettes. I need a brush for everything. You don't use the same brush. Then it gets muddy. She uh-huh. had, I swear to God, it was like, you know, I, I almost want to say like I imagined her, you know, when you go to Mac and they got the, the belts. She <laughs> yeah. like, she had, I tell belts. you the whole thing. It was like, dupe, dupe. I, it was like bags. And she was like, it, I was like, real quick, real quick. You're going to do it real quick. True like, story. The only reason why I don't travel with but the But she belt. did her makeup in like, did I maybe seven <laughs> minutes and her whole face was done. 
if you roll it up and and stuff is on it, you, the the brushes can like crack. Mm. So I don't put them in the. I'll keep, <laughs> I'll keep that in mind next that's time I hip, travel. That's a hip tip. Me only with one brush. Like I got hmm, one brush. <laughs> no, and she did it. She actually put her face on pretty quick. I was actually. She was like, "No, I'm serious. I'll be done." And she was like, "Highlighter, let's go." <laughs> that's funny. You remember that? Well, you. It was memorable. <laughs> I mean, having that many products and pristine, pristine, like all of it. Like I what? I, like what kind of eyeshadow do you want today? I was like, we got to go. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. I loved having you guys. There. Oh, thank you. And uh, we loved being there. It was it was cool. I'm, that neighborhood was great. I had friends. Yeah, <laughs> I remember because so I was working at it was. Um, managing a property Airbnb and it was it was miserable like it was good when I started because it was mm-hmm. free rent mm-hmm. I mean, which is dope right you get to live I can say like to my kids like yeah mommy lived in New York City for free for three years but you just had so many people yeah. in and out that I didn't know and so to have people that I knew your space is you need to oh your, your energy I couldn't Absolutely. I couldn't create an energy for my space because there was just all these foreigners and I was like, it was just like, it felt like having roommates. I was like, Hey, like going downstairs. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. I loved it. That was cool. Yeah. Um, what were we, Oh, the, the, the school, the school. So I go to Paul Mitchell and Paul Mitchell was like, we can give you all this stuff. And I was like, yes, this is way better already than what I, I had. <laughs> and then they showed me the price and I was like, Oh wait, <laughs> yeah. y'all want this for that oh, okay I didn't get that we're gonna have to figure something else out mm. um, so I, I registered anyway with the hopes that I would get the money to you know start classes um, and down the street from my house I lived in Hyde Park at the time there was uh, a place that was opening and I was like oh this is gonna be cool it's not park like okay and I didn't know what it was. I I really didn't know. I don't, it looked like a food establishment. I mean, why not? Um, but I I just really wasn't sure. And I went in there and I had my resume, and I bartended off and on through years. You know, just being at places, doing a lot of promote promotions, and you know, friend of a friend. Can you can you bartend a little bit? Can you do this? Can you do that? Was that you in Orlando? That was me. So, <laughs> so I was ready to go off. <laughs> you were like. <laughs> So eventually I started working there and that's the end of it. Like I just started bartending. They just off. I love, they just were like, come in real bartend, no experience needed. No, no. I mean, I had some experience. I wasn't as experienced as like, say some of the other people. Like I didn't know there was a difference between craft. Yeah. I was just like, I'm going to make a little drink. Like, you're going to like it. Don't be quiet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What you said yesterday, the thing she said, uh, Rebecca specials. (laughs) You're gonna make Rebecca special, <laughs> or like what I like to call festival punch. You know, and you, you know, you. Oh, we ran out of strawberry. All right, put it in peach. Like whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um. So basically, that that's exactly what happened. I just continued to bartend, and I never went back to school, and I never. You are a beauty school dropout. <laughs> Is that what we're saying? Cue yep. the song. Yeah. Because you know it's going to drop. Mm-hmm. Run uh, that shit back. <laughs> I, I am, love I it. Am. I uh, love that. I mean, the thing is this, is that this industry, it chooses you. Like, you're just like, I just came in to just ask to use the bathroom. And now, like, I'm working. It's just like, sometimes it's just like that. You just, you fall in love with the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
you you it sometimes it's out of like you need money or yeah. a dire situation and then like people have been like yeah and now i'm here and now i've been doing this for the last nine years of my life mm-hmm. I, I, almost make ten, I almost make 10 years next year that's mm-hmm. awesome yeah yeah that's awesome i know well now we have the ability to learn more and to be educated yeah and to take it further from behind the bar we can call it hospitality because mm-hmm. we all know if you're a bartender, you are a chef. Yeah. You are a therapist. You also are a server. Um, you want to be real nice to your bartenders because your bartenders have a way of getting things done, in my opinion, faster. Mm-hmm. They have to be the bloodline of the the, the place. Yeah. Um, and, and if your place doesn't serve food, then they're they're totally the they're the lifeline. They're the lifeline. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely, else. absolutely. So we're gonna be a little unorthodox, I guess. We're start. We're just gonna go into straight no chaser because it feels right. Um, and we'll do Long Island iced tea after. Yeah, that works for me. Um, so welcome to Straight No Chaser. Well, thank you. Um, yes. it's our interviewing segment. <laughs> and introduce yourself. I am Ariel Neal. I am the co-founder of Cause and Stir, and I also have a business called Liera Knows Cocktails and Events out of Chicago. Yep, all the way from Chicago. I am so glad that you're in town. I feel like, um, <laughs> Ricky just went, mom. Um, no, I, I mean, since, since, I mean, we've been in conversation about, we're, we always kind of stay touch and yeah. such, and I remember I was like, she's going to be in town, and we mm-hmm. need to record with Ariel. I was like, I don't give a fuck about what y'all are doing. <laughs> we need to figure out a time because she's only here for a couple of days. And I really, really wanted you on the show. Well, thank yeah. you. Um, thank you for coming. I had the privilege of getting to meet you a couple years ago. Yeah. Where did um, we meet? You know? We met at Bar Methods. We did. We met at Bar <laughs> Methods. That's right. And you had just gotten off the plane from Runamuck. Is that my life? Oh, shit. <laughs> literally every time I meet you she's off a plane so with that the plane clothes life. she still got the plane clothes on <laughs> she got her fanny pack so she knows she just got off a plane she's also a, not just the two things she said she's also a jet setter I said she a jet setter yep. I said she a jet setter she always out and about and you had just got back from it was so funny because you were a counselor yep. right yep. and so Rue Yes. A, I love little Rue. I love Rue. Okay? I fucking love Rue. Um, shout, shout out to Rue. <laughs> shout out to Rue. Um, he was a camper. Yep. So y'all came both to Bar Methods and he was, I thought we were volunteers. Her and I were volunteers. And I thought he was gonna, he, he was like, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna die. And I was like, <laughs> die. I think I'm gonna die. And I was like, Rue, I was like, what's your name? And he had like a big thing like, hello, I'm Rue. And um, I was so like, "Why'd you ask him what his name was?" Right? <laughs> well, because I was concerned. Rude. Oh, I thought she did there. I thought she did there. She did there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he was like, "I just came back from Camp Runamuck, and I'm dead. Like, I don't." And it was like a a stirring class, and I just saw him because so Bar Methods was um, it's an educational, uh, what would you call it a. So a serious Ser- educational class, um, and it takes you through like a seminar. Would you call, like? Would you call the? Pro- it's, it's a program. It's a program, and it's extremely interactive. Probably yeah. one of the best programs I think that are available for bartenders. Period. Yeah. Seriously. Period. Um, not to 
and that and that's on period. Um, not to say other conventions aren't, but I think what separates bar methods is that it it is what it says. It's teaching you the method of bartending, and so it's not like talking about brands or talking about spirits, but it's actually talking about like okay you don't maybe no one's actually taught you the science of dilution Mm -hmm. and that's okay Mm -hmm. like i stirred and until i took that class i'm not gonna lie like i didn't under i understood dilution but i didn't fucking get it like that yeah Mm -hmm. i didn't understand how to dilute when to dilute what something the palette of something being over diluted versus Mm -hmm. under do you know what i mean like and so bar methods was is was awesome um because it teaches you um it's hands-on it's hands-on yeah it's really hands-on you it's more than just talking about something or it's actually showing you and you have you have materials there you have equipment and you get to do the thing mm-hmm. yeah so we were both volunteering and ariel so ariel so rude came back from run amok he was a mess ariel was like hi i just came back from run amok and i was like oh my god like this you were like you're just you're you know you, you lit up the room and i was like who is this person and we were both we we were both in the same position and you know it's it's a lot to kind of herd people. You wouldn't you wouldn't think, but it's to herd bartenders from one room to the next, and to get them on on time and on schedule is a lot to reset the rooms. So we were able to build and talk there, and that year was Chicago as Chicago does. Like DC, it rolls super fucking deep. Super deep. <laughs> it rolls so deep. It was super all the deep. Chicago girls. There was and and what was his name? The comedian. Oh, <laughs> Renee. Oh, I love Renee. He's so funny. Um Renee. Yes. I don't know he did say, I was like, you should you should do comedy. He was like, I do and not really well. <laughs> <laughs> but that year y'all so y'all y'all rolled so deep and I got to meet all of the your like Chicago girls and um since then every time they were in New York they stayed with me and it was beautiful. I loved it. But that's how we met. Um so tell us how you got to where you are right now. Um, you started bartending at that bar. I did. I started bartending at the bar. And I definitely wanted to learn more and do more. Um, I ended up working the brunch shift. Like that was the last shift that I, that was mine. Like um, it was my baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brunch was cool, but not cool. So at the beginning, it was just like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there was yeah. no advertisement for brunch. I didn't even know we were going to have a brunch until it was. Like, well, I think later on, they, they said, we're, we're going to start opening for brunch. Nobody came. Nobody knew we were having brunch. And it was like, mm-hmm. how am I supposed to make money as a bartender? And, and nobody's sitting at this bar. This is crazy. Yeah. But I also wasn't. I don't complain about m- many things that I can't do anything about. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm in this situation. Now what do I do? I'm going to tweet and I'm going to talk about it. And I'm Instagram and I'm going to put it on Facebook and I'm yeah. going to invite people to come to lunch. Yeah. Um, I lived in a building with lots of older people uh, and it was great. And I would invite them, like, come see me for lunch. <laughs> you are able to walk to a place in your neighborhood, like come through. Mm-hmm. And that's where the story begins. Like I made drinks. I, People would say, I want a lot. Like, I got you. <laughs> you are sweet? Are you a sweet person? What do you What do you like? Yeah. And I got you. Um, but then it, it can't be just like, 
I'm making drinks for people. I wanted to engage. I wanted them to like, I would start telling people you need to come at a certain time if you don't want to wait, you know? So it became that type of thing. Uh, But then at that point, it's like you have a responsibility to do more. So what else can I do? So I started going to educational stuff. I started um, learning different because I knew cocktails, but I didn't know cocktails. I didn't know that there was a such thing or a difference between bartending and craft. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two things are going in the glass. I'm going to shake it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I had a really great mentor. His name is um, Dustin Dranklanowitz. He's in Chicago and he does the Swill In. Shout out to Swill In and Chit Chat. And he was... He was a no-nonsense kind of person, but at the same time, he was definitely like, look, this is dope. I like it. Put it on the menu, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to make things, and he didn't go, you didn't make it right. He went, this actually tastes better than than that. So, yeah, let's use it. So that was cool. Like, having someone believe in you mm-hmm. and, and put you out there or help to put you out there. So that was the thing, the one thing that he taught me was like, you can't do this shit by yourself. You need a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the team, you help build the team by encouraging them, by giving them tasks, by, um, you know, making sure that they're on the right track, by uh, helping them help themselves. And he definitely did that. So fast forward, I'm, I'm kind of having a good time at the promontory, but it's getting a little shady. So I started doing other stuff and uh, my bartending, mobile bartending business is now taking off. And I got a couple of issues with people on staff, but issues in the way that's like, ah, that was shady, but okay, we're going to keep going. Um, The bar manager at the time, she was just not having it. She was very, um, I I, I can't really say what her issue was, but I do know (laughs) that when we would bring her things to share with other people, like, yo, such and such is having an event. There's, there's a tasting going on. These are all outside of working hours. Nobody's like taking off of work to do any of this stuff. She just wasn't for it. And then it was mm-hmm. like, could you please stop putting stuff in the group? And I'm like, girl, yeah. you don't want us to learn? What like, what that? are you saying? <laughs> so then I said, okay, no problem. I'm not that person. You put the shit in the group. <laughs> and it was just like, mm, no, yeah. we're good. Yeah. So I said, well, that that's not going to stop me. So I got a, I got a buddy. Her name is Lisa. <laughs> and me and Lisa were just like, we're going to everything. We're going to learn stuff. Mm-hmm. We're going to be a part of the situation. Yeah. We're going to take this way further than it ever has before. And we're we're going to be accountable for what we're learning so that we can give more or we can do more. And we did. We we went to everything together. And it was awesome. And I would sign up and, you know, I would make sure she signed up too. Uh, so now we're at a space where we're going to um, AOS. Well, mm-hmm. AOS is a school through Southern Wine Experience. And you learn a bunch of cool stuff mm-hmm. and that rocked our world like AOS was the be all to end all as far as we were concerned we learned so much we did so much we were able to network we went to you know cool places and and that was like the beginning but then what really was like nope this is this is it I'm not doing shit else in life yeah. <laughs> had I known then what I know now I mean I, I just would have been a whole different person I went to Camp Runamuck and Camp Runamuck was, it was a very scary place at first. <laughs> it was, because I was, I was the only one in the room, yeah. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we'll get to that in a minute. But um, Camp Runamuck showed me other bartenders on different levels. And all we wanted to do was come together and have a good time and learn some stuff. 
And that wasn't, that's not introduced to you as somebody from being on the South side of Chicago. You bartend to survive. It's not fun. It's not, you know, get this drink and give me my tip. We're talking about hospitality. We're talking about people who love and enjoy the culture. We're Mm -hmm. talking about people who, who know things, who can share those things with you. It was eye opening. It was a magical for me. And I, you know, I, I came home, I would might've have been the, the greatest um, appointed ambassador for <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. for Camp Runamuck. How'd you hear about Camp Runamuck? Uh, somebody introduced me. Uh, Chastity Beasley introduced me from Chicago. Uh, she's like, you should go to this thing, and here's the information and sign up. And I was like, all right. I got waitlisted. I was like, well, I've gotten waitlisted every year. I'm waitlisted this year. I'm tight. I, so wait, but wait. Let me tell <laughs> Camp you, Runamuck. Waitlist is your friend. I've been waitlisted the whole time. Mm-hmm. I've, I I stay on waitlist. I've been waitlisted the whole time. On that list, I've been waitlisted the whole time. So I'm. I cannot say that waitlist doesn't work. It's yeah. it's definitely worked for me. Someone ain't gonna get their shift covered. And, and people fall off at the last minute. If you never know. Anyone from is listening, me the, uh, the wish list, the waitlist. It's a wait and a wish list. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, Just so I, I, I connected. <laughs> I made really great friends. Um, obviously the the cabin. Um, gives you a network of support uh, while you're there but then these girls turned out to be some really dope ass women that yeah. are um, doing their shit uh, and it's amazing um, I visited them in, in all their cities That's so uh, cool. we've hooked up afterwards and, so cool. and this has happened like from more than just that one time so uh, you know my my other counseling sessions those my girls those are my babies i still mess mm-hmm. with them I, I talk to them they call me they wish me happy birthday we do christmas mm-hmm. stuff i mean yeah it's been amazing yeah. um but but there was still something missing um and what was missing is we weren't transferring any of those things and those items um to people back where i'm from and I, I can't be the only bartender that believes that yeah. or can't be the only bartender that knows that. So um, the AOS school is uh, I met Alexis, who is um, the other co-founder of uh, Cosnister. We we would see each other at events and we'd go like, OK, well, so I've seen you a couple of times. We might as well be like Facebook friends or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then it wasn't until we got to. I believe Bar Institute is when we like sat down and we committed to like, we need to do stuff for other bartenders that look like us. We Mm -hmm. are not the only ones. This information is not being spread around and we don't know why. But what we're going to do is we're going to get it there. I loved it. Yeah. I remember when you were telling me about causing a stir, I was like, that is so enriching and important. Like, coming from the Bronx and knowing, you know, about the lack of education, industry, the industry warmth. I feel like, you know, there's epicenters for all of that. Yeah. And in New York, it's in the cool neighborhoods where it the is. bars are. And mm-hmm. no one, um, I just feel like there's a bartender in the Bronx right now who is interested and mm-hmm. likes this and it sparks joy right and it, it like it's the feeling that i felt when i first started bartending i was 19 and i know shit from shit i still don't know shit from shit but <laughs> but that's not true i know Be but you gentle. know <laughs> thank you ricky <laughs> um uh but i remember being like this is so 
this is like it just feels right it was just a good fit and if it wasn't for a couple other bartenders inviting me to the USBG or you know yeah. mm-hmm. um telling me that you know I should I should go to these you know meetings or I should do this and that um I would still be in the Bronx bartending and not knowing that I could I that this could be my career or this could be a path that I want to you know go down mm-hmm. and, and it was just it's sad that that there 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 are people and and bartenders out there who don't know that this community exists. Well, you know? I, I love that you say career because that's one thing that I try to make sure people understand. You don't have to just sit or stand behind this bar. While there is nothing wrong with it, there absolutely nothing. Bartending, um, 85% of all people have done something in the hospitality sector, whether it be bartending, cooking, serving, hosting something they've done Mm -hmm. something and while this industry lends itself to allow other people to be flexible and do what it is that you want to do going into other careers we don't give that back to the actual people who love and uh, enjoy and have made this their career choice Mm -hmm. um you know if i get one more person to ask me oh so like what else are you what do do you really do what do you really do oh my god I, I swear really, to God, I'm gonna really smack the shit out of you. Is what I'm gonna really, do. I'm gonna really exactly. take out a shot because I'm sick of it. <laughs> I really do this. I mean, I educated myself. I got a degree. Yeah. But had I known I was gonna have this much debt, I wouldn't have did that shit. No. Oh my God. Same. Same. College same. should be something you do like like drinking. Like 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 you should be over 21 before you decide that you want to take on all this fucking debt. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of debt, and I. It's a, it's just a lot of debt, and I'm always Sucks. gonna defer it. How about that? Defer, defer, defer. But but what what now we're seeing is that being behind the bar is a way to get to other places, such as brand ambassadors, such as um, hotel management. I mean, there's a thousand and one jobs that we didn't know were available to us that makes sense for bartenders to go into. But now the, the, the key is how do we transition from behind the bar to these wonderful places such as a brand ambassador or, um, you know, just running your own bar just because you know how to make mm-hmm. a couple of cocktails does not mean you should open up a bar. No, no. Not not the thing. Nope. Um, but there is no schooling and there is no, except for the school of hard knocks and trial and error, but who got mm-hmm. time for that? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> How do we transition from this one space to go someplace else? So um, I am um, taking on, a, I wouldn't say it's a new role, but it's something I'm very passionate about. I've gotten so many people to ask me about their resume. Can you fix my resume? Mm-hmm. And the answer is no. I can't fix your resume. Because you ain't working. Well, they you know. But they, yes, but no. No, I'm saying like some people want to just make their resume. I used yeah. to get paid. I used This was a side hustle and you got to have two at least. That's what my mom used to tell me. Um, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> but I used to I used to get paid to to make their like a generic resume look very professional okay. and those like mm-hmm. little paragraphs about cuz everyone knows if it says bartender you don't need to say what you do. You, like 
Like, you don't need right. to say, like, I made these drinks. <laughs> I like, you know what I mean? I would like talk about the place and the environment. Yeah. Or something yeah. Like that. But resumes are so, they're, impo- they're, they're still very important. Uh, they're very important, but they also do- don't give you an insight to what you really do. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I know several people who have curated half of the menu who um, come up with these drinks and um, come up with concepts. Um, I know people who do really, really well. But on paper, it just kind of looks like I'm this bartender. Yeah. Um, but a, a, a brand ambassador would want to know, how many people do you know that's in the industry? Who else can you sell to? If you can't pinpoint that number and explain that in a resume, that's not, you know what I mean? So I want to be able to transfer those <laughs> skills or give you, help you to create some of those skills so that you can put that on your resume and do whatever it is you need to do. And also just... Kind of like clean up some of the things that you have. If you're on uh, Instagram talking about cats, dogs, and who you hate, a lot of people are probably not going to look at your resume or look at your Instagram and be like, oh, this is somebody that can sell something for me. The hospitality industry brand specific is the most fun place that you could ever be but it's also the most conservative job that you can have um, and and i'm sure you understand what yeah. i mean when i say that like we're having all this fun we're drinking we're laughing and kicking and all uh-huh. this stuff but then you get, it gets real conservative and mm-hmm. it's super conservative because those spaces are pretty much um those spaces are i don't want to say ruled but it's that sometimes it's ruled by just one type of person which is a 45 year old white man who isn't looking to diversity is not his issue. He yeah. wants you to sell cases. Yeah. But how do you do that in these neighborhoods? How do you get people who look like us to be appreciative at the information that we're getting so we can go out and sell yeah. or go out and, and learn something different or bring culture back, bring culture into cocktails and having a good time and entertaining. And you know what I mean? Like those things are not being talked about. But it's like, do this thing and all of this stuff will come about. Mm. And that doesn't happen like that. Not at all. I mean, I remember um, as a former brand ambassador that it's an interesting, it's an interesting place of recognition because you're supposed to, you're, you're creating and you're creating a space where the brand should live. It should live through you. But in those ways, yes, like you I would go back and I'd have meetings and I had you have to like represent a party but be able to have these conversations these corporate conversations and like live in this in corporate environment it's like a Venn diagram kind of live in the middle between like a corporate environment and the lavish like and you're always life. on and you're always on you're always on I'm all yes constantly like constantly um, answering emails and being available, mm-hmm. but also re- realizing that when you work for a brand, whether that brand be for, like a like a company like I worked for or yourself, like you have to realize that like you have to be always on, no mm-hmm. matter what. And I think going back to like representing yourself on Instagram and all that stuff, you were mentioning like you have to always be on brand, always be ready and like available to. Um, like maintain professional mm-hmm. and that was something I definitely learned while working with the brand is that I represented that brand 
whether I was in my couch on my couch or whether I was out, I I was always Taylor the brand ambassador, and so I had to always make sure that my behavior reflected that, and I never acted up, you know. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So, um, you live in Chicago. I do. You from Chicago? Born and raised. That's right. Can you talk to us about the Chicago scene? Because I was in Chicago for four hours in a layover. But that was it. You know what I mean? And I, I don't know it. And it's a cool city. Chicago never it looks it cool. Ever. First of all, uh, they have the trains. The trains are along the highway. It's crazy. You got to come to Chicago. Yeah, everyone's telling me I'm going to go once it's like confidently warm. Y'all confidently warm. If y'all tell me so much, I mean, if I, if I hear one more person talk about how cold it is, <laughs> let me tell you something. Coldness, okay, it gets your heart pumping. You can do so many things. <laughs> it keeps you moving. It keeps you moving. That's why my heart is You're only outside for a little bit of time, but listen. I just prefer it, to come when it's I understand, warm. but if you can make it in Chicago, weather and all. Mm-hmm. Tickets are mad cheap. You can make no, it I'm anywhere. A, I'm going to go when it's warm. <laughs> okay, I'll take that. I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to call you and say, so... We Tell me the about. temperatures of the week. It's 80 degrees this whole week, Ricky. Where you at? <laughs> Bet. Uh. What's the scene like? <laughs> um, busy, beautiful, uh, progressive, friendly, good food, wonderful people. Chicago is definitely one of the places that you want to visit and you're going to create a memory and an experience from. Mm-hmm. Uh that's those are the the wonderful things um the interesting thing about chicago is it is one of the most segregated places mm-hmm. in the u.s um by living there all my life i didn't necessarily understand or see that because before you mentioned how at chicago i mean i'm sorry bar methods mm-hmm. chicago come came through super mm-hmm. deep there and was it, like 10 of y'all <laughs> there was only 50 people there you know what i didn't i didn't think about that but okay (laughs) i heard (laughs) but um when you when you go to other educational places like bcb and um you go to like um tales you will see all of these places chicago is so deep but when you get to chicago it's like taylor is over here and ricky is over here (laughs) the south side comes up north because we have to Right? Yeah, but okay. up north does not come south. Okay, let me take that back. There are a couple of people who will venture south for whatever reason. That's brand ambassadors, that's um, bar owners, that's mm-hmm. bartenders, that's some of everybody. Mm-hmm. We have to come, and I'm saying we, as in the south side, we have to come up north because all the education is there, all the cool okay. places are there. But there are some cool places on the south side. Don't get me wrong. But Mm -hmm. majority of those things are up north. And brands and brand ambassadors keep that shit up north. Why? I have no idea. I've asked. I've kidnapped brand ambassadors. (laughs) I have. I'm like, you are coming with me. And this is what we're going to do. And it's been a cool partnership where, uh, you know, uh, worked out very well for both of us, actually, um, but it just doesn't happen. And I'm, I'm always asking, why do you leave the South side out? Why do you leave these bartenders yeah. out? Um, I figured out why, or I, at least I can guess why, but I would love 
a brand ambassador and I challenge that. Tell me why you do not come on the South side of Chicago. Um, so sometimes the skill set isn't there, uh, but skill set has everything to do with education. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, if you're not willing to, you can't talk about something and not be willing to be part of the solution to get them to the other side. Mm -hmm. I just believe that. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, causing a stir has done just that. Uh, we've cultivated relationships with bartenders and we've gone to their bar. Like literally, I'm not just talking about these things. I'm at the bar. I'm checking on people. I'm um, motivating them. I am trying to get them to be a part of education, the USBG, um, looking into uh, things like contests uh, and ways to make themselves better so they have these skill sets so they can compete with everybody else, whether it be in Chicago or anybody else. I'm looking at it from a global bartender, which is you do things the way that you would do them in that city. So if you hire me from New York, I'm, I'm going to be able to do really awesome and amazing drinks, but I'm going to be able to make them the way that somebody from New York would make them. Mm -hmm. um, you guys do a lot of ice sculpting and crushing ice and you know we don't do a lot of that in chicago mm -hmm. but it's still cool you know yeah. what i mean you should you should learn all those skills which is again what we talked about in bar methods it's a really wonderful place to learn how to do all of those things How do you feel like bar, um, excuse me, how do you feel, I guess my question is, I'm, I'm, I'm also interested in wanting to understand brand ambassadors and their lack of um, outreach or care. Interest. Interest to visit. And I mean, as a New York City bartender, I feel like maybe the South Side is like Harlem, Uptown. Washington Heights. Yep. Agreed. The Bronx. Agreed. Um, certain parts of Queens, certain mm -hmm. parts of Brooklyn. Um, I think that I'm I'm also trying to figure out why brands and brand ambassadors do, <laughs> I think that... do not do not feel the need and think that those communities are important and if and if they could just stop and with brands because I also think that also a lot of the time it's not the brand ambassadors um, fault. I being a brand ambassador and knowing Particularly, it depends. It depends on the brand that you work with. Some brand ambassadors can go to any bar that has their product on it, like behind the bar, and they can, and that's called an account. 
I had a very structured account list. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what we need to talk about is why aren't why don't brands care? Why don't brands feel like the that having their product behind these bars? They don't need the support. Like, yeah. Why wouldn't they, they need? You know what I mean? And know. I think I think that is a conversation that because it's crazy because if 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 you have to realize these bartenders and the, and these hospitalitarians. As I like to call them. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a cute word. You like that, hospitality. Mm-hmm. Um, are wanting to latch on to anything that comes their way when if it comes to brand support. And they're there for it. And if people just knew that, I feel I feel like I just, I would, I'm also trying to figure out why the fuck brands aren't out there. Uh, okay, so so this, this is what we do know. And maybe we can try to piece together some things um, this way. We do know that 65% of all alcohol sales are done on the south side of Chicago. Wow. Okay. Wow. So, um so since we know that, why aren't we using dollars and and information to get uh, bartenders and consumers not necessarily to drink more but to be more engaged in the brand, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So then we have like bottle girls or, you know, people that show up and do tastings but Okay, that's fun. Yay. But what what's actually happening there? You're giving them an opportunity from uh, you know, to sip, which is cool, but does that translate into a sale? We'll never know because you've not invested, you've not put any educational value, you've not sent anyone out there except for a couple of occasional tastings. In a grocery store or in a liquor store, whoop de do. Which, 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 it's honestly, <laughs> I mean, this is another thing: is that if you're gonna if you're gonna do the bare minimum, then at least have the people who are representing your brand know what the fuck they're talking about. Because I'm serious. Because what those people are called, it's like this other sub brand ambassadorship. And they're just people they're that are hired. Tasters. Yeah, they're hired. <laughs> but... They're tasters. <laughs> I literally was at this whiskey event, and um, and I, I'll say the I'll say the the name of the company because she pissed me off so bad. <laughs> um, her name is Christine from Premier Tastings. Oof. She's okay. a taster. Yeah, she's a taster. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So Christine and, and, and I normally wouldn't do this, but Christine like calls my phone constantly mm-hmm. to ask me for stuff that I think is so bogus. So I'm calling her ass out. Yeah. So I used to work for Christine at mm-hmm. Premier Tastings and Christine would have uh, these tasters or demo. We'll, we'll call them demo. Yeah. Um, people who do demos um and there's nothing wrong with that because i also work for another company no everyone's got to make money but just educate but this your other staff. this other yeah. company is all about wine she educates she wants her people to be on top she gives them raises she does all the things that you're supposed to do and you are not just a taster you are a brand ambassador for that particular product at that moment and she empowers you to do that and that company is called shall we wine and that is the best shall we want shall That's we want yep oh i love that she, she's a, she's want? an amazing person um we're not talking about christine right no, no she's talking about this the, is something the completely that does it different the right the, way right yes. um so anyway back to christine christine would say i need 20 bartenders or do you have anybody that can work these festivals with you and blah blah blah, blah. no problem i can get all of these things so everybody that i 
I chose or gave to her were professionals. They knew about wine. They knew about spirits. They worked in a bar. They are bartenders or wine enthusiasts or something like that. So they were able to bring things to the table and she was excited and pumped up and, you know, like, oh my God, how'd you find all these people? I'm like, hello, where have you been? <laughs> so, so then she goes, we're all ready to set up. And, and she goes, do you have uh, photos of these people and I said uh I gave you their resume what what do we need photos for uh, I just you know I just want to make sure I was like you want to make sure what because now yeah. I'm getting pissed off yeah, yeah. I was like what know? do you what do you need to know because what I just told you was that this was a professional person they've worked at this bar for this many years they've worked they've done this many things in wine they mm-hmm. they are starting their um sommelier training like what do you really need to know? And she was like, well, you know, what, what are they going to look like now? For what? So that was my thing. Mm-hmm. Now, if you ever saw Christine, she would be not a person in a position to ever ask what anybody else <laughs> could look like. Is she frumpy? What? She frumpy. I feel like Christine is frumpy. Listen, I'm not getting ready to get on this woman. But let's just say she did not take the best care of whatever you think care is. She's like not hair, calling Portia, not makeup, Portia not fat. clothes. No, it's not even about her being that. It was yeah. like she didn't look like she cared. So how so dare you? How could how, you how, why would you, what would be the purpose? What, what is the reason? So I said, well, maybe these are just formalities. And I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. So now we have this event. And everybody that Christine hired from this event or for this event... Our lines are long. People are waiting to talk to us because we can describe the wine because we are talking about where they can purchase it from, Mm -hmm. like hospitality, engaging, Mm -hmm. engaging. And whatever contract she had, these people are now contacting her, telling her we need those same people every single time. Mm -hmm. We had more ticket sales than blah, blah, blah. People were still trying to buy more tickets. We probably needed to extend um, the event or the festival or whatever it was. And it was just all praises. And I said, cool, Christine, I just have one thing for you. Um, Next time I'm going to take a cut because I helped you get all these people Mm -hmm. and we're not going to ask about resume. I mean, we're not going to ask because that's offensive. You know, that really is offensive. If you want to hire a model, then go hire a model. Right. But if you want people who actually know what they're talking about, then here are these people Mm -hmm. and you have their information. Yeah. What she say? There wasn't, wasn't, I didn't leave it as an open-ended conversation. I just kind of like, this is what it is. And then I walk away. And then, right, do do with that what you want. Mm -hmm. Um, So the next time we had another event and um, she just, I forgot what she, oh, I know what she did. She calls me about everything else. And this one particular time I'm supposed to do an, um, do a, uh, an event, she is like, oh, you have to buy the wine. I was like, okay. What? So if the wine is $20, then I don't really have a problem with this wine was $62. I was like, girl. For one bottle? Yeah. Oh that's a whole pair, like, ones. <laughs> that's a whole, that's an Air Force One purchase right there. Well, and, and here's the other thing. You were $60? only... 
I can get, I can well, get, I can get ups. Children's <laughs> sizes. I'm a still, I'm a, I have kids. Yeah, I'm a kid. I'm a kid. I'm a, you, I'm a but kid the, but you can call me for like, everything where? else. But I felt like your professionalism is the thing that takes this to a whole nother level. And she told me like the day of, but she called me like a couple of hours before to say that that and was going to happen. And you, not, and you okay. know what? That's the best flavor. <laughs> that's the best one. Um, and I was just like, starburst. Mm, I'm good with this. Mm. Um, I, this is not what I need. So, so I've seen her out and, <laughs> and she's like, you, are you, you not working with me anymore? I'm like, no, I don't, <laughs> no, it's not you. fun. And that's okay. Like but also, professional relationships need to end and this can be in the job that you're in oh absolutely if you're working with a brand as soon as you feel like you are no longer aligned with that Mm -hmm. with aligned with that brand that that company that bar that boss whatever it's okay to say this doesn't work this isn't working out anymore absolutely and i think that people especially when it comes to brand jobs i feel like they get so excited in the idea of who they can become. I was so excited uh-huh. in the idea of who I could become. Okay. Say that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and this image of who Taylor Ray was as a brand ambassador that even though I wasn't aligned with the brand, I, instead of, instead of putting myself before that, mm-hmm. I just said, no, I want this. I cared about the image of who I was. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Because I think a lot of the times in a bartender's career, they feel like brand ambassadorship is like getting your your next degree. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And it's not. I can see that. Well, Um, if you've been working. If you want, if you want to, that's that's like, listen, Mm -hmm. if you're like, I do know brand ambassadors who are bartenders who are like, I'm, I'm older. I'm not doing this anymore. I need to step away and not be physically behind this, like behind a bar. It was physically. It's, it's, it's exhausting and it puts a lot of wear and tear on your body. Yes. Which I completely agree with. And I think that transition is great. For me, in my head, I said, all I want to do is become a brand ambassador. Because I feel like that is the top of, like, the the upper echelon. You know what I mean? Like, okay. that is it. And then once I got there, I was like, no, maybe I just want to bartend again. Because <laughs> 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 I won't put that back on the shelf. <laughs> But, but but how many people don't know that? How many people aren't able to just fully be aware of what? I would just want people to be aware of what they they all the possibilities. Of course, of I mean all the possibilities. I mean, and I mean, especially when it comes to different um, career opportunities. Yep. I think it's important, and I think, and I take what I learned in that year that I was a brand ambassador. I have learned so much when it comes to um, tough conversations, like. Can you put this? Can you carry my brand? That's a really hard conversation to have, mm-hmm. especially when you don't. You have no friends in that bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean. This isn't like a I got it in, um, but being able to overcome some of those things are were incredible communication like skills that I have, um, and also just learning how to drink and or not learning how to drink or just learning just being in that environment as well was was it was a great opportunity. So I think that. Yes, you should be you should be given the opportunity to decide if that's something a career you want to go like a, ch- a path you want to be go down, and that may not be the, the case for a lot of people. When brand ambassadors don't go down to their bars and visit them, and they can see that this is an actual career opportunity, yeah. Um, 
do you feel like with causing a stir, like you have been able, like other brands have kind of come on board with, with what you guys wanted to do and you feel that there's more brand awareness and. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we had, um, our annual gala, um, that happens in February. Um, and then the first year specifically, I, someone did say to us, what was really interesting to me was that I don't go to the South side cause I don't know. And it's kind of like being an advocate. Once you have that information and you know, then what do you do with it? So I believe, and I could be wrong, and I, that's okay. I have my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Cause and Stir has been very influential in making sure that the brand our brands are aware that there are these people that are being looked over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and they are mainly coming from underserved and underrepresented communities yeah. um, in by and large. So now that you know that, now what do you do? What do you do with your brand ambassadors? Yeah. Are you sending them there? Are you making them part of those accounts? Mm-hmm. And then the thing that keeps coming up is, oh, well, they, they don't have our product. Did you ask them to carry your product? Did you go down there? Did you talk to anybody? Yeah, Did you that's, offer, like a, that's a little I think, excuse. I think also of brands that said, okay, you don't have our product. But what if I came in and I did a staff training mm-hmm. and I talked about, and that's what I, I would try to do. I would I say, okay, you don't have the brand I work with, but I can talk about rum. I can talk about, if you want me to talk about different styles of rum, I can talk about different, like you, you as a brand ambassador, you have to realize that you have such an opportunity to teach about the category itself. Yeah. So I would go and be like, okay, I work with the Spanish style rum. Do you guys know what a Spanish style rum is in comparison to mm-hmm. a, like different, you know, there's different styles, different. So that would be a great opportunity for a brand ambassador to say, okay, you don't carry my vodka, but let me teach you about the spirit, mm-hmm. you the would category, think. you would think. You would think. Um, yeah, I'm still trying to push for that. But also, I want it to be a two-way street as well. Yeah. Um, there are opportunities for bartenders and people who are in the hospitality industry to put themselves out there. Um, so that is, if you are a bartender or um, a bar manager or you know, in the hospitality industry in in those ways, you can be the best by learning these things yourself and having people look for you. Yeah. So that's also um, something that I I definitely want to kind of make people aware of. Don't sit back and wait for things to happen for you. I don't think that, and, and people have said to me, you, you get everything. I don't know that I get everything. Mm -hmm. I think that, I put myself in a position to be around people who can show me different things. I don't know everything. I know a whole, I know a little bit about a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. (laughs) And that's because I travel. That's because I have friends in places, but I'm also a person, whether I was doing this or something else, I would always be a person that connects with other people. I've done it my whole entire life. I remember being little and I, I remember strangers coming up to me and just talking to me about stuff. And I'm like, why would she tell me that? <laughs> what am I supposed to do with that? Um, but I'm now realizing that that's part of a gift or a talent or a skill set or whatever you want to call it that allows me to be in a lot of different spaces among a lot of different people 
and people who know more than me, I want to absorb that. I don't have to have the answer, but I can point you to the person who has the answer. Yeah. So I think that part is really cool. And those are some, some skills that can be translated into, again, a, like, um, uh, a resume or something like that. Somebody would want to know, how do I do that? Or who else do I know to get to this point? Mm-hmm. And that's awesome and amazing. Yeah. If I can pay my bills, I'm good. I'm coming over. Found a message in my brother. Your son is coming up. By the bill, by ill, by boo. What you already saying? You ain't nothing but a baby. Your fear is growing up. Listen here, I say my dude. And what you call it? It was heaven at the bottom. And peace from throwing up. By the bill, by ill, by boo. What you already saying? You ain't nothing but a baby. Your fear is growing up. I think I do this shit for real, dog. Motherfucking maybe I'm for motherfucking real doubt. Hey, mama, mama, I got some dollars for your bills out. Hey, now I'm the head and I'm the topic all that matters. So the conversation, the topic was being the only one in the room. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a really important conversation. I think that, you know, we have been the only ones in uh-huh. the room. Um, and I'm like the Sims. Like if I, I'm like if I'm the only one in the room, I'm gonna just create another fucking room. And <laughs> Not go the Sims. Find... <laughs> I forgot about the Sims. Yo, Yo. Sims are lit. Lit. <laughs> Spent too many hours. The best dance moves. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> but I think it was really important to have that conversation amongst people who haven't been the only ones in the room mm-hmm. to to um, open that up and figure out. Uh, what that would what that feels like and so what i wanted to talk about so if you don't mind talk a little bit sure. about what the conversation was with anyone uh, who wasn't there let's go you should have been yeah let's um because it was during the day this. you could have made your shift no fucking excuses and they served lunch yeah and they served lunch <laughs> yeah i'm like yeah sure let's go so um let's just talk about what was said during the uh hour that you guys so we talked about being the only one in the room but I wanted to make sure that when we're talking about the only one in the room and I'm I'm speaking specifically about myself because I'm a black woman in a room of maybe a lot of people who are not black I'm still considered, um, there's obviously, you're going to remember who I am because I'm the only one in the room, right? So then you have that and then you also become the voice for everyone, which kind of like isn't fair at times because if I'm the only woman, then I become the voice for Every woman believes that. Mm, no, that's not what I said. I said, mm-hmm. this is me. Yeah. And because you don't have an opportunity or for whatever reason, there's no other people in the room that are women or black or bartenders is different. Um, I often get to sit in a room where I'm, uh, there might be business owners or there's always this opportunity. And then I'm looked at like, Oh, well let's listen to what she has to say. And it's like, 
well, why would you just choose this one opportunity to listen to what one person has to say where you could have had an opportunity to have a panel of people to have different perspectives? Because if that's the case, then we're still not being diverse. Yeah. You're listening to one person and what they have to say. And that's just, you run a business, not me. Yeah. I mean, I do, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, your, your voice gets, I'm not going to say it gets muted, but it definitely, it's like, Oh, well, do all people think like this? Do all black women have this, you mm-hmm. know, um, Ashton, who is great is often we're confused. People mm-hmm. go, why did you say such and such and such? And I'm like, you do know that was Ashton Berry and not Ariel. Did you, uh-huh. did you forget? It was just, it was the A. Okay, cool. Or, or do you really think all black people look alike? It's almost as if we are looped together to like be unified in the same voice. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's not fair. No. Um, it's lazy. It is. It's super lazy. It's lazy. We talked about this on the first podcast. It happens it's super to me lazy. All the time. It's fucking lazy. And it's just, it's just. And listen, Ashton Berry is a force to be reckoned with. That girl has some amazing things to say. Mm-hmm. And the way that she makes you think about what it is that you're trying to convey. Level setting is one of her things, which is important. Like, I don't have the bandwidth to do any of that. I don't have the education behind it. I just don't have that. We are attacking issues from different ends, but basically saying you need to understand that there is more than just what meets the eye. People are qualified and available and ready to do this work. You're just not giving them a chance or an opportunity. Um, We talked about advocacy and what that looks like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Standing up and saying, I understand I'm listening. I'm hearing you. What can we do to move forward? Um, People think that they advocate, but really what they do is go, yeah, so I heard you and I totally agree and I feel so bad. Yeah. And then I'll get these DMs like, you know, I really wanted to say something, but and I'm like, well, why you? Why, you why didn't you? Yeah. yeah. You're not helping the situation. Somebody else could have had that question or somebody else might have been thinking that as well. Mm-hmm. But there's no conversation because it's like you didn't say anything. I literally had someone tell me um, at this hospitality summit. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, sustainability summit um, last week. I wanted to say something, but I didn't. And I just felt like as a white woman, I was like, what does that what? have to do with anything? Yeah. I didn't, I don't need you to be the white woman. No, you are no longer the white woman. I didn't call you the white woman. No. What I said was, this is how I felt. And if you feel like you can understand, empathize or sympathize, then it's your duty to say something. Yep. Not That's a conversation. It's That's a conversation. Yeah. And and because we keep going back to this, because we keep re- it's like a redo. Mm-hmm. Why do we re what are we why are we rehashing this again? Yeah. You can simply say, This is how I feel, this is what I think, this is what I know. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we do need other people to open up the doors for us. So open up the door. Yeah. Simple. That's it. We'll have to keep talking about it. I mean, because ultimately that's how you build and grow. That is how you build and grow. I mean, an ally. We can't read minds, so. No. No, I tell people that all the time. I can't read your mind. I cannot read your mind. You have to use your mouth. Yeah. And I'm not going to be offended every time 
you know, if you just say something like super ignorant, oh yeah, I'm allowed to say, you know what, that's offensive so that you don't do it again, if mm-hmm. that's the case. But you, like not having a conversation is almost even more offensive because exactly. it's like, I don't want to say anything. Especially- Go our, sit over there. I mean, especially I think, <laughs> yeah, I mean, my, my roommate and I, she just, she'll ask me, she was like, listen, I, I want to be your white girl ally. Like how, help me be that. <laughs> How, like, how can I, and I was like, I'm serious. Cause she's like, I want you to know that like, I'm here for you. And I would uh-huh. I, like, and let's have this conversation. Okay. And I think that's important. I think those are, that's important to have. It is important. You're Even right. if you feel just... like as a white woman, these, these issues are not uh, directed towards you. It's, it's important for, damn, that phone was like, bye. It was like, I'm gonna go sit over there. I'm gonna go sit over there. <laughs> Shit. And it would be my phone. Um, it's important to know that 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 conversation, like that you're heard and that you're understood. Yeah, that feels really good when you know that the women sitting next to you got you. That helps. Well, and and as women, we connect on so many other levels. Um, the one thing I talked about yesterday was how we can walk in a room and all be sitting at a table for some sort of, you know, very intense business, whatever. We can talk about hair and makeup and lipstick and clothes, and all this stuff, mm-hmm. and connect. But the minute we start talking about payment, businesses, how we're moving, mm-hmm. somebody gets catty, somebody gets like, well, who yeah. does she think she is? Yeah. But we just talked about hair and makeup and all and that other fine. stuff. Like, how is that fine? Mm-hmm. And this other stuff not be fine. At the end of the day, I don't give a shit what color lipstick you have on. If it look good on you, go ahead, rock it. Yeah. <laughs> but... We're not talking about those things as far as business is concerned. And when you start breaking those things down, you're no longer a black woman or a Hispanic woman or a white woman. You're mm-hmm. not those things. You are somebody that I should be in partnership with or not even partnership, but someone who I can basically have a dialogue with and, and a conversation. Yes. Yeah. So that we can move each other into different spaces that make sense. Mm-hmm. you might be in a place where you can get me whatever same with you mm-hmm. but if we're not having those conversations how do we know that exactly for their mothers as they but no one stopped to think about the babies or how they Ricky, want to okay. start off with the Long Island iced tea? Yes. Um, so, this is our Long Island iced tea. Mine this week is something fun that I did um, last Thursday um, with Tara from Thirsty. Shout out to Tara. Tara's great. She'll be on here one day, eventually, uh, yes. when she's done traveling. Um, <laughs> so, she had reached out to me and asked me about... Um, kind of forming this all-woman workout group. 
uh, called Make It Strong, which I thought was a really cute name. Yes, it is a really um, cute name. So she reached out to me a week before, maybe a few days before that, asking me if I'd be interested in helping her and like putting it together. And she wanted to do it at this place called Fit House, which uh, her sister helped design it. But my cousin's also the founding personal trainer of this gym. There's two, uh, one in Tribeca and a brand new one in Union Square. So we were trying to organize a class to take at one of the locations, but it was kind of last minute. Uh, we're trying to just like survey and see how many people would want to come and who would be interested and what kind of classes we could do. And we ended up picking the location in Tribeca only because they had an open slot. Mm-hmm. And we ended up utilizing one of the contestants who's a, she's from Miami. Um, she did Rum Shaker this year with Bacardi, but she's also a flywheel instructor and she was going to be in town during the time uh, that we wanted to do this, this event. I heard she worked y'all the fuck out. Oh yeah. It was a high intensity training class. She yeah. killed us. It was great. Um, I was sore for like 45 days later. Kat, Kat said, <laughs> our, my friend Kat and coworker, she was like, Ricky won that class. I did win the class, but it did not win the rest of the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> won the class, lost the weekend. Your girl was dead. I couldn't do it. I was on service bar on Saturday and it was the, oh my God, I had to drink through the pain. It was the worst, um, <laughs> but we got through it. I felt great. Um, everyone that took the class really liked it. It was hard. It was extremely hard. I do work out a lot, but I don't do these hit classes like this. Um, however, I can say that I think we all agreed at the end that it's something we should all do because no matter how much it sucks during it, if you're all there together, you can find a moment to laugh or do whatever. You see familiar faces and after we have like a little happy hour, we talk about it and make it strong. is not just about working out your mental, your physical, but also your mental. So we'll go out after and we'll talk about what's on our minds, what's up with our jobs or our personal lives and just kind of being there for each other, which I think is another cute part of it. Um, but we're going to continue to do more. Yeah. They're going to be the same style of class. We might switch it up, but I think this is the most beneficial one. Um, it's set up in the way that you have your own, you do your own work and then you work with a partner, then your own work, then with a partner. So it's cute teamwork and then like you against yourself. Yeah. Um, but we all loved it and I want more people to come. So I feel like if there's any women out there that wanted are interested, just hit up our Instagram. Also think about if I wouldn't, I can't afford these kind of classes. Exactly. So the fact that you're given the opportunity to work out in a gym like that mm-hmm. is such a blessing. It is. And I just need I was talking to Tara about this because she was she was saying that, you know, a lot of people were gun ho about it and then last minute they canceled. And, yeah, we only have, and like, these seven are women. The so you know how I feel like in the in like industry events like always like I know, not to make the stereotype, but like guys always are just women tend to make it on time two things uh-huh. more than men do. That's just a fact. Um <laughs> But I think that it's really important that, one, if you say you're going to do something, fucking commit to it. Because this this is, this is important to people. Oh, my um, mom always taught me, just show up. If you don't show up, you're going to feel it later. Just, yeah. Always show up. Or just up. say, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to make it. Or I'll see. B, if you're not sure, then don't. I told Tara, I was like, I'm not going to be able to make it. Yeah. There was no, there was no miscommunication. I'm not going to yeah. make it. I'm sorry. I work. But 
these people, and especially when it comes to brands and money, like people spend money for you to to have a spot at this amazing mm-hmm. gym. Please go. And there are people that I think could have gone but couldn't at the last minute because we were already full. But we actually weren't full. Because so many people had canceled. Yeah. <laughs> so that's another thing. I think, well, it is a new thing. Next time it's going to be a little more organized um, in the timing that we let people know. However, I think I, I want everyone to do it. It was I mean, great. <laughs> it's, it's, it sounded so... I was so I was like fuck that sounds amazing and she wants to do like every other week. It was hard. It was it's like challenging as someone that works out. It was hard and I liked that part. I like to be pushed and I feel like if we push ourselves more with working out, we push ourselves more at work and every aspect and it's it's healthy. Yeah. We don't get to work out and do these things a lot because we're busy or we're tired or our hours are out of control. But things like this we all get together and do it as one is like yeah. It makes it that much better, you know? So stay tuned because Ricky is getting involved. I know yeah. she's going to help Tara and kind of... I'll be, they'll be part of the announcements when they happen. Well, keep you tuned, but please come. Um, yeah. And in general, I think this is across the board, especially when it comes to events. If you RSVP, um, if you say you're going to make it, come. And if you don't, you give 24-hour notice. <laughs> You sound like the USBG. I'm not even joking. <laughs> I'm not joking. It's just that's enough time for your slot to get filled because someone else is dying to be a part of that thing that you have no time waitlisted. for. Yeah, waitlisted. <laughs> wish list, wish, wish wait list. Yep. Wish, the wish and wait list. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really exciting. I'm uh, especially... Tara's just so much fun, and she's so, yeah. in, like, encouraging. I try so. to put, I'll try to post some footage on our Instagram next time we do it. Because <laughs> it's fun. Tara usually, that's Tara's job, but we'll try to share it to ours and link it up. Yeah. So y'all can see what it's like. The class is fun. It's all neon lights. They play a really good playlist. Um, the studio's beautiful. Is this only for hospitality professionals or bartenders? Okay. We're, yeah, we're trying to make it hospitality okay. and women because sometimes, you know, when you did, we took a class once with a, everyone was involved. It was an industry thing. It was super fun, but I can understand how some people can get overwhelmed with it being not just a women only class. Okay. You know, I mean, this pretty, is the, thing. the vulnerability. Me and it. Ricky on a treadmill sounds like with our tits is like Jumanji. <laughs> and I want to be we comfortable. Two guys in front of us and two guys behind us. And we were like. We were, I was running, holding in my chest mirror, down. And I was like, I was like, I'm getting stared at. You get, we're like, yeah, exactly. You don't think I know? Oh, yeah, I know. Girl. She got it. Chile. This is, so, this is I the mean, double D crew the right here. <laughs> well, I'm, yo, I'm an F. I am an F. <sighs> I just got <sighs> size. This is crazy. I don't know my size anymore. I you a, you a, you a biggie. I'm, I, I you don't a biggie know smalls. I'm trying to. <laughs> you are. You so tiny, but. <laughs> Do you, okay, so let me ask you this. Do you have a different shake? Uh-huh. Yeah. So uh-huh. I was trying to get people to understand that when you do this. That is going to bring so much trauma to your nipples. Yeah. Like, let's just be real. That hurts. It mm-hmm. does. But if you shake with your arms, yeah. you mm-hmm. can save your back. You yes. can save your shoulders. I also shake in front of so them because I'm not trying to distract my anyone. My tins are constantly in front of my tits. Same. I'd rather hit my tits, tits than my in face, too. If I'm, 
I don't want to hit my face. So oh my god, you're gonna another, get chucked by a tin on, yeah, on your chin. A double cushion here, but that's something I became aware of the other day because a colleague told me it was a very appropriate. It wasn't inappropriate. Oh really? What they He's say? He's like, you turn around because I turn around away from the turn around away from the guest, so just in case a tin slips out, it doesn't hit them in the face. It has we know happened. that. It's, it's happened to me too. So I turn to the side, but he's like, you do know when you turn to the side, your ass is going up and down when you shake. Well, I also (laughs) realized... There's nothing really to hide there. I'm like, I I get it, but this is just how I work. Listen, I'm a jiggly girl. (laughs) I got shit that jiggles. That's it. I'm sitting down, something jiggling right now. All right. Yep. I'm not even moving. <laughs> I'm not even moving. moving and it's jiggling. It's jiggling, baby. <laughs> it's good, baby. Cue the music. I I shake and I realize this too. My my coworker, so I shake um with, in front of me. Mm-hmm. Okay, back and forth. I, I I wish that we could you could see it. But, yeah, because it doesn't make sense. But yeah, right. No, side to side. Like yeah, yeah. Like um, I not in front. She uh, Ricky puts the tins. Um, to create a T with her body. So it's like, it's like vertically. Yeah. And I go along, it's like parallel. The tins are parallel with my body. Okay. But I stand, right? And I didn't realize this, but I point my toe to the, I point my right toe, right? I stand with my left foot planted. I think it's because I was a dancer. And I kind of let this kind of like flare a little bit, but I also <laughs> jiggle my butt. I didn't realize it's because I'm using my core. I'm trying to use my core and my shoulders and mm-hmm. not the other parts. It's so easy to shake yeah. wrong. And that's another thing that Bar Methods teaches you. Absolutely. That's where I got it from. Is the shaking seminar, which is amazing. Um, I, was, I know that I needed to change my shake because my arms were... Your shoulders. You know, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, I was up here with it. And I'm like, why am I up here? So now it's... Uh, Mm-hmm. pushing a pull this yeah. way and that's down I, here kind of but I. less of this moves so and then you know i'm gonna be honest if you're a woman that's bartending get you a good bra oh my god i just wrote i just i so i'm gonna i, I <laughs> need you know what that would be the best important. activation all right you want to take some bartender ladies out get them sized the bra tenders a, a bra tender tender did we oh start something here did we just hey you heard it here first if i see bra anyone do this tenders. you better check in with us first. <laughs> i swear to god because how cool would that be if a brand was like we're gonna get you guys fitted and get you some bras for work hello that's a great idea thank yep. you Let's just saying go. you heard it first i want to become a um an activation specialist like i want to come up with ideas for activations <laughs> i'm serious um i think you're on to something because you. i listened to a girl so i went to jersey yesterday everyone's like Jers. the hell <laughs> why, everyone why? is like you may ha- you might as well have gone to like a different country. Well, here's the thing. I'm already <laughs> far out, you know. True, I'm, why not? I was in Manhattan and the place I needed to be was in Brooklyn and nobody like I don't understand that the train system is going to be, you know, another 45 minutes. Like that's not a big deal coming from Chicago because I was on the south side. Are, are like you can get there faster, you can get parts in the actual city. It's dead yeah. ass. You can get well, that. It was 35 is- minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was yeah. it was absolutely nothing, but um, so, and then of course I look at the Uber and the Uber says, the Uber says $30 and 42 minutes. And then the train is a whole $5 and 27 minutes. Duh. With yeah. The train. You're like, let's go. Yeah. So I'm already out is what basically I'm trying to say. I'm already out. So already out here, yeah. you might as well just kind of like, Meander. No, yeah. I, totally I would that. too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and listen, dirt. I mean, listen, I'm from New York, so naturally I don't fuck with Jersey. But. <laughs> <laughs> you used to only go to Jersey for the Walmart. It what? smells. 
Wait, Jersey oh stinks. My God. New York smells too. Jersey has a smell. Everybody knows it. Mm. You go, you like. I thoroughly what enjoy is that? Jersey. But Jersey, but listen, Jersey is also is beautiful, and I know Hoboken has its own like scene, and it, you know, Jersey City's got its own thing, and I hear they have the, they have really good food apparently, but <laughs> apparently. um, they're apparently, <laughs> um, but that's really cool that you did that because. Not a lot of people would think. Well, oh, go tri-state. So you know, go? like let yeah. me go tri-state. Um, so how if was your you time? In, you invite me, I'm coming. Like, why, why would I say no? This is this is this is where the friends come in. And actually, the person that I was meeting, he was a squirrel at my last session where I was the um, counselor. Uh, no, I was actually no. uh, sheriff. Huh. Um, sheriff. And he he was I he did not give me any issues or problems. He was great. Great. I love him. Good for him. <laughs> it was awesome. good. The food was amazing. He made dope drinks. Um, can I go back so I can take pictures? It was that's good. What I was doing. You were looking at someone's story. Yeah. No, I wasn't. I just saw you. I was looking at this picture. First of all, Taylor, Nisa, shut up because she doesn't take any pictures in the podcast. I do. My phone out. I can have my phone out. All Fine. Right. As long as it's for productive reasons. Um, no, it's my phone. I'm 30 years old. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we're friends we promise <laughs> sometimes taylor thinks she's my mom <laughs> well you don't eat and i gotta make sure you eat anyway um um uh, my tea is i went to spirit forward yesterday forward spirit forward right we were all spirit there. forward we're all there sorry but what i was saying was um that it's so important to place yourself around other people in this industry, whether it's something that things like you agree on or you disagree on, but just the opportunity to be around that many women and to network. And I was thinking to myself, like, God, I haven't had a day off in a while. Like, all I wanted to do was sleep. You know what I mean? I had closed the night. I closed the bar the night before and I was really tired, but I got up and it's, it's really important, and I'm going to quote Mr. Colin, um, to get involved. Like, I'm serious. It's just, a, it's go force yourself on your fucking days off to go out there and connect with your community. Mm-hmm. Because that is how you realize, that's when you realize what are the holes that need to be filled that's when you realize, oh, I can grow and build with this person. I was able yesterday to have like a 45-minute conversation with Tara. And we, in that 45 minutes, came up with a concept for an IGTV show. Do you know what I mean? Like, And it would have never happened if I didn't just go out there. And I think that... We want... It's... it's This this industry is exhausting physically and mentally. And on your days off, you truly just want to stay in bed get high and watch Netflix. I get it. Like I'm, I fucking get it. But sometimes, um, going to these events. And again, I think that when I was younger, I, or when I was younger in this industry, I just wanted to learn, um, about spirits and things. And, and I still want to learn. There's always opportunity to learn. You do not know everything, but I think these events more than anything that I've learned is that it's not for the education. It's to be edu- like to meet people and to interact. It's hospitality. It's hospitality. Yeah, mm-hmm. and to nurture it's the your difference between bartending and hospitality. Mm-hmm. You have to. You have to. Have to. Have to invest in yourself. Yeah, 
Because otherwise you are just bartending and yeah. you will always be just behind the bar. And while there's nothing wrong with that, but if there's, if there's something that you want to uh, cultivate and yeah. you want more than just what is right here, then you have to get your ass up and not just Netflix. Yeah. And, and being <laughs> active. And if you don't like your community, I mean, I think that Ricky and I can both say like, we are extrovert, introvert, extroverts, whatever it is. But like, cause her and I both were texting each other about how bad our anxiety was <laughs> because we both struggle with anxiety yeah. in large group settings. Mm-hmm. And that is a very real thing. And even though people would say to me, you know, yeah, yeah I was, I saw Jackie Summers, um, shout out to Jackie Summers. Love him. Uh, one of the best men in the yep. industry I've ever met, period. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed, 100%. Um, mm-hmm. He was saying, he's like, it's so funny because your personality, you wouldn't think that that would be the case, but I completely get it. You know, like, and um, even though those things are difficult, social anxiety is a real thing, please allow yourself the opportunity to grow in an uncomfortable setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because what comes out of that is a better you. I promise. I have something for your anxiety. Is it THC? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh my God, she's going to ask this. <laughs> no, these are things that you can do for yourself in case you don't have anything else to any other resources to help you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one thing you're going to do is change your language before you get there. You know, it's going to be, this isn't new. You know, when you walk into a room, there's probably going to be more than just you in the room. Yeah. Okay. So since you know that, um, do not limit what you think could happen because of your own personal stressors. Instead, you walk into the room and you introduce yourself right away. So that gets that out the way. Mm -hmm. And you can introducing yourself is just a good morning, everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. That works. Also. Instead of saying, oh, my God, I'm going to have anxiety because those are the words you almost choose to have anxiety Mm -hmm. some points. So instead of saying anxiety, change the word to excitement. Mm. I am excited to be here. I'm excited because you don't know who you're going to meet. You had a wonderful time and a wonderful conversation that is now going to grow into something completely different. Think about if you would have let your anxiety hold you back or hold you you know, yeah, from doing that happened. thing. Um, and the other thing is, um, I learned this yesterday, uh, with the yoga person. And that mm-hmm. was just taking those deep the breaths. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a girl in Chicago. Her name is Annika and I love her. She is funny. She is amazing. She is cute and bubbly and all these things. Annika is a climbing guru and she also does yoga. Uh, sometimes I feel like I'm too big to do yoga. I know that's not the truth, but this is not the size that I was when I was doing it. So I'm like, man, some of these moves don't feel the same. (laughs) I'm getting back to that. Yes. Anyway, um, sometimes there is a need for me to just stop and reset. And my reset would be downward dog or child's pose. That's not possible half of the time. So I go into the bathroom, I go into the stall and I stand on the toilet and I put my hands up Mm -hmm. and I just become tall and large and just kind of stretch that nobody knows that I do that. But I guess I just kind of told the world, (laughs) but that that's if it works, shoe marks on this toilet because I'm up there. (laughs) She must have been here before me. Yeah, (laughs) I am. I go and I stretch. I make myself really tall tall and I open up really, really wide and. I, I make faces and I just 
Let just it out. kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah, get it out. Um, I, when I do extra, you know, um, like if I need to smoke or something like that, I'm the type of person needs to do that at home. Like yeah. I am not a, mm-hmm. I don't do it often. No, I am not a social smoker. <laughs> I need to be no, at home. I have to go to bed right after. Yeah. Yeah. yeah same thing. <laughs> yeah. I need to be at home. So I'm, those things don't really help me out, but like, I would have never thought that you would have anxiety and and that's so yeah Yeah. i mean but that's so interesting you know what i'm saying that um in a way i don't think i have anxiety but i get very like tense mm, not tense i just get um sometimes i feel like this is too much Mm -hmm. i feel everybody's energy and sometimes that can be too much for me and so i can't absorb it yep yeah, I think that I was am. me yesterday. I started to feel hot, and it was because of the energies that were around me. And I was sitting there, and I was like, hot. Like it wasn't the temperature in there; it was like a fire. I'm like, I have to get outside. I have to be by myself. I have to breathe right now. Yeah. And I got out, and I did it. And sure enough, one of my friends called me at the moment, and she, we have this connection. She was like, "Are you okay?" I just felt like you weren't okay. That's v? awesome. No, Veronica. Yeah, V. And I was like, no. <laughs> and she was like, I'm not okay either. I could feel it. Oh, wow. So then we talked about it, and I breathed a little more, and I went, and I was fine. That's very but cool. But, like, yeah, I I'm just... I'm glad you have I somebody like there were like just that. so many energies in that room that I was just like, I need to get out. Mm-hmm. It happened to me last year at BCB, too. It was like... I, I, wa- I went in there fine, but within, like, the first 10 minutes, it was just, like, too much, and I had to leave. Yeah. You know? Do I was texting. I was like, "Where are you? You're like my safety blanket." Yeah, she I, was I like, was "I'm like, going through my own shit right now." Do you guys use Do you guys use Palo Santo or yes. Sage? Oh yeah, we're very. Yeah. We're you got Sage before. Sage yeah. first. Yeah, Sage Always. first. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. And then when you come back, yeah. absolutely, it works. It works. But um, please make an effort to try to go to something that is an organization or event because like I said it even teaches you how to deal with managing anxiety it teaches you how to deal with managing being around people that you may not feel comfortable around these are all things that even in uncomfortable situations like I said if you're not putting yourself out there and allowing space for growth you will stay stagnant Also, when we talk about this being our career, we need to enhance ourselves. So these kind of things are work to me. Yeah. If I'm going to this, this, um, what is it? Spirit forward thing. This is work to me. Yeah. I don't have a day off now. This is work. Well, you can put it on your taxes. Yeah. (laughs) That too. So, I mean. Bless up. That's part of it. If I want to be better, then I have to do these things that yeah. qualifies. You, you absolutely have to be better. But so like for me, I am now believing there is no such thing as work, work life balance mm-hmm. for me. Now that might be true for somebody else, but I just personally don't believe in it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, striving to get to that point is like, what, what, what the hell am I doing? It's like yeah. saying I want to live on both coasts. It's cute. It's cute. <laughs> it's cute. But what I realized is every day I would wake up and I would do something that was causing a stir or Leonor's cocktails or something like that. Um, recently, somebody wanted to interview me and they were like, put down your hobbies. And I was like, hobbies, hobbies, hobbies. <laughs> shit. 
I, okay, yeah, I got. Oh, wait, I, wait. I was like, I, I got my nails done yesterday. Got, that was a big deal for me. I got, you know, <laughs> but I couldn't. I couldn't really. Now, a while ago, I would exercise. I I did three classes a day. I I um I did crafts. Mm-hmm. I did all types of stuff. And in my world, I'm saving all these things or I'm putting all these things together to do all of those things. But I haven't done it in over six months, maybe even a year. So where is the work-life balance? I definitely want to get back to that. So when I do these trips, I do extend for a day to have by myself. I walked around Guadalajara like I owned the joint. It was great. That sounds great. It was great. (laughs) And the phone, that's one of the reasons why I love Mexico, because my phone barely works. So I don't have an excuse, right? Yeah. I... I mean, if I need to talk to somebody, then I have to do some other things. But Mm -hmm. like it just it wasn't available. Mm -hmm. And that was awesome. So what I would say to um, bartenders that are coming up, do it when you can do it. Like set your time up, set your friend time up. Don't talk about work. Go to a place that you've never, ever been before. Don't mm-hmm. judge whether it's going to be a good place or a bad place. Just go and enjoy. Don't tell anybody you're a bartender. Don't tell anybody you're, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Stop that telling you're people there. you bartend. Don't <laughs> give a fuck. <laughs> Don't try to make the better drink. It, just accept it for what it is. And if it's not to what you expect, then don't go back. But ex- like have the experience. Because mm-hmm. I do feel like I'm always at work. Now, the cool thing is your work and your personal intertwine. So it's just like work don't feel like work. Yeah. But yeah. we're lucky. We're fortunate. for Very that. fortunate. Thank God. We can say that you're privileged a little bit. Mm-hmm. Definitely privileged. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Your pussy is God and I love it. Gonna kiss me real hard, make me want it. I think star signs mean nothing. But I know you feel right, so I'm coming Get out when you're getting up And I come from some other love But their best wasn't good enough And you're number one to me You're extra special, something else Or maybe it's you And I've been looking for something I want And baby, it's you Um So cute when you get high. Never been good at this nice shit. But I could try. Okay, and now we are going to segue to our last word. Um, you can go first because mine is short and dumb. You know, nothing that you say is short and dumb. Um, when it comes I'm to sure this, it's not dumb, but it's pretty dumb. But it's alright. Keep it short. We're at one yeah. forty-five. Like okay. Forty-five right now. Okay. Um, all I'm gonna say is that. I think it's really important that we invest some time in the people we work with and taking the time to ask them questions about themselves. I work at the Dead Rabbit and all I on a slow lunch, my barback um, and my busser, I just started talking to them about them and asking them questions and I found out that they're from my, they're both from Nigeria and one was a criminal justice lawyer. Which is, and another, it was like an accountant. And I just think that that's so, you know, it's, one was super insightful. Two, I got to pick their brains about like my taxes and all other like bizarre things. But, um, 
but it's important to connect um, and not just treat, especially when it comes to your support staff, the people that are in charge of making sure that you run a smooth service. And the only reason that that service is smooth is because of them. Really take the time to ask them, you know, how they're doing that day or where they're from or what, I don't know, just ask them questions and and show that you care because it really, um, it really helps the shift go by fast and it makes you also closer to the people that you work with. And I think that's important since we spend so much time together. Cute. I agree. Um, mine's, like I said, short and dumb because it's just something that kind of makes me and my coworkers laugh. Um, the order in which people order drinks, like the way they order them at the place that I work is ridiculous to the point that, I mean, already, if you order a vodka soda, you're going to get a lime. That's the garnish that goes with it. If you get a tequila soda, you're going to get a lime. People love to order things by saying, I'll have a lime soda tequila. Wait, what? Yeah, that's how they order. A lime soda vodka. Or you're, they're like, I'll have five vodka sodas. I run down the bar to make it, and they're waving at me. I'm like, yeah, they're like, with lime. I just want to know. <laughs> like, if someone, I've been bartending, okay, I've been bartending for nine years, right? Well, almost. I just want to know, was it a thing ever that you didn't get a lime or lemon? This is what I'm saying. When was it? <laughs> And why is it? Why is the PTSD so real? Oh my God! It's <laughs> because you're so gonna hard. get the so garnish hard. is gonna come. <laughs> I swear. That, that's my exact point. I like, want to know, like, Fox soda. Oh, with lime, bruh. The lime. <laughs> but it confuses me. I'm like, do you want lime, fresh lime juice, or do you want no? They never want wine. the fresh I'm lime like, juice. Okay, they I'm always want to fresh. That's already included. It's already built in the price. <laughs> it's included. So I just want to know, it's like, it, I, for as long as I've been bartending, if, it, maybe this was like a thing in like the early 2000s, maybe, or like the 90s. But the kids that are ordering from me are like 21. Exactly. <laughs> when did you ever not get a lime? What happened to you? Do you need a hug? Do you need a, like, who hurt you? Who hurt you? You're getting the lime. You gotta get the lime. You know, it's, it's like urgent. It's urgent every time a drink is ordered that the lime is included. But it's going to be included. You don't have to tell me. It's actually wasting my time. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Wasting your time. It's all right. Yes. Wasting my lime. Wasting my time. <laughs> and that too. And like two, two of the guys don't want it. And you just see the limes on the table. And you're and like. And they just throw the lime. They, get, they, they, they worry about the lime. There's, there's two people. They worry about the lime or that they like they don't want they're it. Disgust- I'd rather they're disgusting. Like, I'd rather people that don't want it just tell me I don't want the lime. Cool. Yeah. But makes it faster for me. You don't have to tell me you need a lime. Yeah. And that's why my mind was short and dumb. It's just something that I observed more than most this weekend, and I thought it was funny. <laughs> well, thank you, guys. Yep, that wraps this Wrapping up. episode number five, Thank guys. you, Ariel. Fifth. Episode six? Yeah. Oh, my six, God. Six. You look at me. I don't even you see. I mean, it's crazy. Episode six, yeah. guys. Yeah. You know, that's six episodes you need to fucking listen to, all right? <laughs> Thank you guys so yeah, much for having me. Thank you me. for thank coming, Ariel. No, any time. Yeah. Um, if I'm in New York, yes, I'm here. Yes, thank we you love so that much. for we us. We love you. <laughs> Happy International Workers Day. Too. Yes, it's May Day. Oh, I didn't know that. May Day. It's like we're the only country that doesn't celebrate it. <laughs> yeah, 
That's true. Yeah, it's fucked trash. up. Which was uh, trash. The holiday w- was inspired by the Haymarket massacre in Chicago. Oh. oh, wow. That they were uh, protesting for an eight-hour workday, and then uh, the police, like, fired on the crowd and killed seven people. Oh. Trash. Yep. But and everybody it, has... But, but I know... Not that we don't celebrate, but I know that everybody in the world has today off, except yeah. for America. Yep. And it happened here? <sighs> That is the that is some bullshit. Well, what are you gonna do? That's this country. Well, I'm off, but it doesn't. That's that <laughs> I have nothing to do off. with that. We're yeah. off. Um, but anyway, happy International Workers happy Day. Happy International yes. Workers Day. Just keep working, y'all. And thank you for supporting and listening. Yep. We love you all. Ciao, ciao. Bye, bye. No call, no show. We don't give a word.